everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. I am Britt. I'm Craig. This is episode number 38. We are into week two of the free agency. And do you know how many major moves happened? None. None. But we still have a ton <laughs> of other news because they're, one of the top free agents is still out there in Indomitian Sioux. Pro days are happening. Draft moves are happening. We've got so much to talk about. But first, let's start with Craig and I went to the store and picked up... Literally just went to the store Just this. now, in a snowstorm. Craig dragged <clears throat> me here in a snowstorm. Literally abducted me from um, my home. Sidebar, it is not really a snowstorm. Is it snowing? It is snowing, but I wouldn't really call it a storm. What would you call it? I would call it precipitation. <laughs> that's what a storm is. No, a storm is like, like a blizzard. No, that's like an extreme storm. Ah... Uh. You know, know, I mean, that's like that's like that's like saying uh, only monster trucks are trucks. Hmm. You know what I mean? I I still think I see your point. I hate snow. (laughs) I really do. I hate snow above all things. I have hidden my house as much as possible when there's been snowstorms. So but that's 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 an aside. So there you go. Hey, Deb. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. There's your aside for the week, because last week we were so knee deep in football that Deb was like, hey, where the heck is my distraction stuff? Like you guys suck. Yeah, she was very upset. (laughs) So we've got people who listen to us for football news. We've got people who listen to us to everything but football news. And then we're just background noise to others. Right. And 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 puppy dogs, you know, who's a good boy. Yep. Um, but what we are always is a place to try new beers. So, Craig, you and I both have a glass of something in front of us. Tell us what we have. Uh, we have a beer by New Belgium. It is Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. So Voodoo Ranger is their IPA line, and they do... Um, kind of different variations they're of the it. beer with the bicycle logo yes i think they're based out of colorado if i recall um they are uh the, the voodoo ranger line has an imperial they did a jalapeno one jalapeno yeah that goes in the list with um the barbecue chicken beer we had the barbecue chicken beer might be the worst beer we ever had we're not even going to say where we had that no but i mean if you put that barbecue chicken beer in like a like a barbecue sauce yeah, it just shouldn't be drinking it'd be amazing beer. no 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 you know i mean it's like you know it, it's one of those things it was experimental well that's the thing i mean brewers experiment all the time but most breweries that I know of, they try their stuff before they put it on the line and they have to have some confidence in it. Yep. I almost feel like these guys said, you know what? Whatever comes out of there, we're, we're just going to put it out there because people might like it. It was really uh, like the bad. last brewery we went to. That guy let you taste some beer that he didn't uh, he was still working on. Well, oh, that good. was uh, Reading Brewing. Mm-hmm. And what was that? It was a uh, was a, a New England IPA, wasn't it? I think so. But it looks a little dark. I didn't have any. It was good. But you said it was good. It was good. So, yeah, we do enjoy that. We do enjoy that. We are planning. So one of the things, before we even get to the beer, Craig and I are now going to start doing brewery tours much more frequently now that the weather, I say that while it's snowing, the weather (laughs) is going to get better. Um, We're planning our first one for the end of this month. Um, Cinch wants to come. Cinch wants to join us uh, at New England Brewing because we haven't been there yet. Okay. Um, so we'll be going there at the end of the month. We'll be planning a trip. So you can expect during the off season probably a few uh, brewery reviews of you know what we liked at certain places, uh, visiting them and whatnot. So New England Brewing Company is going to be our first at the end of this month. So all right. So now on to the actual Voodoo Ranger. So Craig, while I was just talking, took a sip. Tell me about the Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze. <clears throat> okay. When you first open the can. The hops kind of hit your nose in the face. The moment I started pouring it into the glass, which, by the way, is an instruction on the box that yes. you should drink this out of a pristine glass, which was yep. weird to me. But um, 
But it's it's a very smooth IPA. It smells stronger than it tastes. It does. It has a very hoppy nose to it. Mm-hmm. But it is very smooth. I would not describe it as overly juicy. No. It is uh, not as juicy as some of the New England like IPAs. Too juicy. Yeah, too juicy. Um, double ruffled. Uh, Just like double ruffled. We don't, I don't even we don't know talk what about uh, double ruffled. I'm this is a seven and a half percent. Seven and a half percent. So it's it's stronger than your base IPA, but it's not tremendously. It's not like a double. Right. Um, but um, it's, I, I like it's it. Not bad. It's not I like bad. it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So we we have that, and we have a special second beer today, which we will open later in the podcast. Uh, from Sam Adams, they are also making a New England IPA. So we have a, cu- a couple of cans of that too. So we'll have a, a little bit of a taste of that as well. All right, on to burning hot take questions. Okay. Would you like to give or receive to start? Um, I will give. All right. What do you got? I this well, I guess it's it's sort of a question. Yes. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Sean Payton, coach of the Saints. Coach of the Saints. Yes. He's on Twitter. Someone, a reporter, her name is Nikki. I'm not. I'm really going to say her last name horribly if I try to pronounce it. So I'm not going to. It's, By the way, if you hear any background noise, the cat has entered the studio. Yes. Uh, it's J-H-A-B-V-A-L-A. Nikki J. Got it. There you go. Anyway, on Twitter, she wrote that um, she posted a picture of Eric Decker. Sidebar, he is one of my least favorite receivers you in fantasy Eric football Decker. on earth. Anyway. It's because his consistency is really not great. Right. He, she posted a picture of him on a plane, and it said underneath, former tight ends wide receiver Eric Decker is in fact visiting the hashtag Saints per source. Okay. Mm, okay. Sean Payne replied, bad sources. Wow. She wrote back, I had a trusted source. My info is wrong. If... Keyword, if my yeah. info is wrong, I apologize. He said, all good. You can remove the if. Um, so wow. how do you how do you feel Sean Payton handled? Not great. That. Not great. I would have probably been a little bit more jovial about it. I would have responded with, I can add to your source list and tell you that the Saints aren't actually not meeting with him. I would have gone something a little bit less kind of calling the reporter out myself. Now, that being said, they have probably some sort of relationship. They've probably talked before. She's probably interviewed him before. He obviously follows her on Twitter. So there's that, you know. I don't think it's... I, I, it's not a huge deal, but... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I bet she was really mad at her source, whoever there, has, that was. Aside from Marvin Lewis... Mm-hmm. Because what if your cat is attacking the door? She is. Okay. Keep talking. Aside from Marvin Lewis, has there ever been a coach on more borrowed time than Sean Payton? He won one Super Bowl. He did. They've never been back. Uh, they were almost back last year. I mean, his teams are decent, but they're never like in the running. You know, I mean, they're one of the top three or four teams usually in the NFC, but in the Tom Brady era where they're back like every other year where, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of who else has been really, really consistent. Yeah, um, there really hasn't been. But still, how many years? How long does how long does one Super Bowl buy you? I think Sean Payton should be a little bit more cautious. Maybe a little bit. He's I got mean, two he's, things to hang his hat on. The Super Bowl and Alvin Kamara. That's it. Andrew Brees for another two years. 
he, but then he's well, done. He, yeah, but he didn't he didn't bring Drew Brees in. You know, I mean, Drew Brees was Drew Brees before he got there. True. So, I don't know that, but that, that, it bothers me a little True. bit. What do you think about that exchange? Uh, the exchange with Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised to see it, and he was like the very short, like you know, two two word answers, like really short and direct. I, and I don't know his like sense of humor or personality so i really can't comment on you know nfl coaches don't have sense of humor that's why that's rex very, ryan is not a head coach anymore that's very true and that's why john gruden is a he has yeah. his own sense of humor john gruden <laughs> that, I'll tell you he about makes himself this. laugh he does that he does. he does i think it's internal dialogue i think he might need some treatment or some medicine <laughs> he hears things that other people don't hear no i'm just joking of course he does not um well i don't know i don't know the guy maybe he does hear things I don't maybe know. he does hey hey if you are in a psychiatric system, and I again, I work inside the mental health field. If you're in a psychiatric system and your voices give you plays at work, I say roll with it. Might as well. You know, I mean, we talk about that all the time. You know, as a, as a two second aside, earlier this week I had someone tell me, "Oh, that person's too sick to work." We don't believe that in the mental health field anymore. We believe everyone has a potential to do something positive. You know, so. You know what, if Sean? If Sean Payton or or Chucky hears voices, more power to them. I don't care. All so, right. All right. So I have three burning hot take all questions, right. and I'm not going to ask all three. All right. So I'm going to go with the one that has absolutely nothing to do with football. Okay. And it's direct and simple. What do you think of ABBA? ABBA. Yes. The band. Correct. Um, I'm okay with them. I'm not really a fan of theirs, but how okay with them are you on a scale of one to 10? Uh, 10 being you would not miss a single one of their shows in the area. And one being you actually drive off the road into a telephone pole. Wow. When mama Mia comes on the radio. Uh, I don't know. Four, five, four. So you would avoid it. You're very middle of the road on this. Yeah. Okay. I found out this week that my wife hates ABBA. Okay. Like we were driving somewhere and I had one of the uh, 70s station on. Yeah. And I think Dancing Queen came on and she was like, oh, and trying to change channel. Went, no, what are you doing? I was raised on ABBA. I, I'm a chi- I was born in the 70s. I'm a child of the 80s. <laughs> L- leave that alone. She was like, I, I can't stand ABBA. There's been rumors that even though I believe they are now in their 70s of a reunion, there might be an ABBA reunion in the works. Really? And I need someone to go with me to the ABBA reunion, and it's obviously not going to be my wife. So that's where this question nope. comes from. So Craig is out from the ABBA reunion conversation as well because he only rated them a 4 out of 10. So I will take either your wife or one of your cats or someone else. Um, actually, our, our older cat is an enjoyer of uh, the Grateful Dead and Fish. Oh, really? Yes. He's a jam band fan? Yeah, when they have the festival outside and they start playing the 60s songs. Oh, yeah. She stays outside on the sidewalk, like just hitting her tail to the sidewalk to the music. That's amazing to me that cats react that way. It's amazing. All right, so we found out Craig can tolerate ABBA better than my wife, but does not particularly like them. All right, we can deal with that. All right, question number three to you. Um, Let's put it back to you for the second question because I don't have another one. Okay, I'm, I'm willing to finish up. All right. All right, so I've got two questions here. Okay. One, and they're both non-football. Okay. I, again, we got a lot of feedback that we were too football <laughs> heavy the last hey, episode. Is that the name of this podcast? So, well, I guess. <laughs> um, so I'll let you pick your poison. All right. Question about pro wrestling. Okay. Or question about tabletop gaming. 
Um, uh, hmm. All right, it's almost WrestleMania. Let's go with wrestling. Okay, so the WWE recently announced that they are going to have a companion event to the Andre the Giant Memorial. They're going to have a battle royal in their women's division, but they're naming it for the fabulous Moolah. Right. In the year since Moolah has died, we found out a lot about how she ran her school. There's been she some wasn't v- pleasant person. Th- she's not pleasant. She had some very unique methods. She also knew some people who could make sure that her women made a little money on the side, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Is it really appropriate for the WWE to, in the Me Too era and the 2010s, to really recognize a female wrestler from 50 years ago who may have had a checkered past? Uh, yeah, I mean, after the whole Attitude Era, and they've been trying to mostly... <clears throat> fix their image. They probably should have went with another female wrestler to name it after. They have gotten really conservative. For those of you who don't know, the WWE. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love the Attitude Era. Oh, I guess the Attitude Era favorite. was the best. Yeah. Because you know what? It was counterculture. It was rebellious, but it was fun rebellious. They weren't setting cars on fire. They were. I mean, I. I'll I mean, the worst. They, I mean, they drove a tank in down a parking lot, but that was fine. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, I go back to the Monday Night Raw, where Vince McMahon opened the Raw with saying, "I'll give ten thousand dollars to anybody who can get DX out of this building tonight. I want every wrestler to go out there and beat DX up and throw them out of the building. I'll give you ten grand." And the whole plot was DX came out and said, "We'll remove ourselves from the building." Took the briefcase with the money and left. And then out in the parking lot, found a scalper, bought two tickets for like a hundred bucks each and walked back into the building and supposedly walked away with $9,800 free and clear. Yep. That, that was rebellious to authority, but it was fun. It was, you know, kind of an up yours to the establishment without like, you know, violence or threats or anything. I, it's different now. And, And they're very conservative now ever since. Um, Linda McMahon's going to work for the current administration, which is a Republican administration. They're very conservative in their, their oh, business Oh, she hasn't beliefs. gotten fired yet? No. Oh, okay. No, she uh. has been, supposedly she's been, she is not one, she's one of those folks that has not drawn the attention of the president. Oh, so okay. I feel like the company has made very conservative moves in general. And maybe that is because they want to fly under the radar because there is a lot of talk in politics. Oh, this guy's getting fired. That guy's getting fired. Trump hates Trump laws, blah, blah, blah. Maybe this is their way of just saying, you know what? We're just going to do the status quo. We're not going to draw attention to ourselves. We're going to do great. Yep. I don't think this is a good move. I just don't. No, it's not. Draws negative attention to yourself. It does. I think they're going off the fact that not a lot of people know her past. I mean, I know it's out now, but. It's coming out because no one people really... were upset about it. Yeah. It also does the fact that a lot of people don't even really know who she is or was. How do you not know who the fabulous Bula was? She was like the first women's wrestler who did something other than pull hair. That's true. I mean, seriously. She was a good wrestler, but. I, I don't know. It's just, they should have named it Mae Young. They, but you know what? They already have something for Mae Young, That's don't they? That's true, too. I think they do. They have an award. So, okay, so let's let's go there really quick. Who else could you have named this for? Do you do a Trish, a Trish Stratus? Do you do a Lita Award? Do you do some? you know? I don't know. I don't know what. Maybe. Luna Vashon? I mean, there's. Wow. 
Yeah, I know. I dug deep for that one. <laughs> you did. But she was the only woman in any in the Nintendo Entertainment System version of WrestleMania. It was like seven guys in Luna Vachon. She was the only woman. I, I may have the wrong game there, too. But she was the only woman represented, so... Yep, or China. China, there's another great one. I mean, if you really want to recognize one of the women who... If you started wanna, it. Not started it, but brought it back the, to the mainstream. The ladies' era really began with China during the attitude era yep. i mean that's really what brought women's wrestling into the 20th century yeah so, after glow what's that after glow after glow well, we don't talk about glow <laughs> we don't talk about glow all right <laughs> onward onward all right on the football stuff there it is so there's a lot of stuff going on but not a lot of stuff going on so take that for what it means and and sue let's start there yep and and sue was scheduled to go meet with the raiders today he chose not to. Right. Yeah. After meeting with the Rams, he got on a plane and went, bye, everybody. I'm going home to think about what I want to do. Ian Rappaport from NFL.com is reporting he has limited his options to the Rams, Saints, and Titans. Okay. The Rams, Saints, and Titans. <clears throat> he is the number three available free agent, according to NFL.com. And he is the only one outside of the top 20 who has not attempted to sign a contract. One of the defensive backs failed a physical this weekend. Like yeah, 18. that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. So I'm not counting that. He is the only one in the top 20 who has not attempted to sign a contract. Craig, where does he end up? Was I think it he smart to avoid up. the Raiders? If he's concerned about wanting to win before he can't play anymore or gets ejected for half a season... That's the other part of this part. Of it. And that's also what the team has to consider that as well. Which apparently no one is really worried about because he's got all sorts of invitations. Uh, if he wants to win, I think he should go with the Rams. The Rams would be the win right now option. The Titans, Not the Titans. The Not Titans, right now. The Tennessee Titans think they're a win right now option because they had a really good season. They New upset coach. the Chiefs. Ugh. You know, they think they're a win right now option. The Saints, though? The Saints, Saints win. maybe. Who are, right now, on paper, you like the Rams or the Saints? One of those two are going to make the Super Bowl, and I tell you, pick one. Which one is it going to be? I think the Rams, just because they upgraded their defense so much already. Yeah, probably right. They have they signed like four defensive backs. You're probably right. So, but, you know, this is not the first time this has happened. Excuse me. That beer gave me the hiccups. Um... This is not the first time this is this has happened. In that, don't forget Andy Reid when he was let go by Philadelphia, was on his way to go meet with Denver. Was he? Yes. And the Kansas City Chiefs said, you know, why don't you stop here and I'm meeting them for another day or two? Come, come say hi to us first. And when he walked out of that Chiefs meeting, he called Denver and said, "I'm gonna pass. I'm not coming out. I know what I want to do, and I'm just, I'm not gonna do it." So the fact that he went to the Rams and Dominican Sue right. and then called the Raiders and said, guys, I'm going to cancel. I'm going to go home. I think his exact words, according to Ian Rapport, was I'm going to go home and think about my options. That says to me, he's decided. And it's yeah. one of these three teams and it's probably the Rams. In yep, psychology, we call that recency effect is when you remember or you prefer the most recently prefer uh, presented option. It's called recency effect. 
All right, that makes if sense. I, if I read you a list of 50 words yep. and asked you to remember two of them, you'd probably remember the first one and the last one. And the last one, that's called recency effect. The first one's called primary effect. It's the first one you heard, your brain had more time to process it, you saved it. Recency effect is the one I just read to you. I think that applies here. The Rams are foremost in his mind. He just met with them. He liked what he heard. And now he's going to go home and mull about it. But if he doesn't mull about it more than a day or two, he's probably going to announce he's signing with the Rams. Yeah. And I, I that already bolsters an already a tremendously upgraded defense. Yep. <clears throat> as much as I dislike Indomitian Sue for some of the behavior on the <laughs> like field. Like stepping on people. Yes, he is a tremendous talent. He is great out there, and he can help a team. He needs to get his behavior in check. And I think that's where the Saints could help him, because I think Peyton is a little bit more, as much of a player's coach as he is, I think he's a little more authoritarian than um, than a lot of coaches out there, and he's very much quick to pull the trigger and say, you're not going to play today because you've angered me. Yeah. That you know, so I think I think the Rams, the Saints would be a good option for him behavior-wise. But the Rams is a great landing. I mean, none of those three landing places is bad. No, but I think if you want to win, <clears throat> win now, I think it's the Rams. Or I mean, it could it really could be the Saints because they got very close last year. But yeah, I just think the Rams have more of an upgrade in their defense right now. We we've talked so much about how the AFC has been the stronger division for a long time. Not necessarily in this podcast, but you and me personally have talked a lot about that. I'm looking at the current makeup of the NFL, and I'm seeing Philadelphia, the defending champions. I'm seeing the Rams upgrade their defense with already a strong offensive part in place. I'm seeing the Saints trying to keep themselves going with an aging core and one really good young guy. I, I mean, and I, I just see, There's I see the Vikings who, who knows the what they're going to be now. I, thank you. I forgot about the Vikings. I look around the NFC and I see a lot more contenders in air quotes than I see in the AFC In the AFC. Who is as strong as the saints, Rams, Vikings, and Eagles. Hmm. Who? The Pats, the Pats are diminished somewhat, and they're still Pats, very solid. I mean, the Pats and the Steelers. Steelers? Oh, you know, I hate the Steelers. I know. The Chiefs? There's no one in the AFC West is good. I heard somebody tell me this week on NFL radio that the, the AFC West was going to be a shootout this year because Denver was looking to improve. The Chiefs no. were getting better on offense, and he expected the Chargers to have a big year. The Chargers? Yes. There are people out there who think the Chargers are starting to, quote, Chargers unquote, don't even gel. have their own field. <laughs> They don't chargers. even know what city to put in front of their name. <laughs> um, I will say this, though, as a fantasy football yeah. note. Uh, if you have the chance, draft whoever the Denver running back is. Because they'll be running a lot? Because they'll be running a lot, and Denver running backs generally do well at home. I don't know if my mic just picked that up, but that's me opening the Sam Adams IPA. <laughs> Craig right. is way behind. I am. I was looking at stuff. Yeah, Craig is, is pouring his glass. And color-wise, it looks almost exactly the same. It does. I'm gonna let this breathe for so a minute. So Sam Adams is doing IPAs now because they realize everyone else is. But yeah, the uh, Sam Adams was one of the first beers I ever had. Oh my god, this is a lot more citrusy than Sam Adams. That's a. I gotta wait for the yeah the head. I did not pour. <laughs> wow. Half I'm a professional beer man, folks. And I he did is. not pour well. He is. It's it half was, the glass's head now. I did uh, as a quick aside while we're we're doing that. I did work a concert recently at our local arena. It was a comedy concert. I won't say who it was because I don't want to give away any information I'm not supposed to give away. But um, I sold over $3,000 worth of beer and wine. It's not bad. No, it was a, it was a decent night. 
I still got asked for lids and for straws. And I, you know, trying to be the polite beer man that I am, Mm -hmm. didn't say things like, this is not your cousin's backyard barbecue. Please be an adult and don't (laughs) need a straw to drink your wine. But... Uh, Do you even have straws at your stand? I did not. I did not. Now, is it true if you drink wine with a straw, you get drunk faster? I have no idea. Maybe that was the point. Maybe that was the point. I don't... I I don't know. Or drink anything. I don't know. I don't know. All right, on to more football. The catch rule. Oh, God. Did it change again? Does anyone know what a catch is? Well, okay. So, yes and no. (laughs) You're going to... You're going to... All right. Now, he's looking at... I'm going to say about... A half a beer. I'm going to guess by the time I'm done talking, <laughs> his beer is empty because the c- competition committee. Oh, geez, I'm a beer in. <laughs> the competition committee has submitted its rule changes for consideration to the NFL. Okay. By definition, here is what a catch would be going forward. Okay. An individual would have to have... He's picking up his beer, by the way, while I'm saying this. He's ready. An individual would have to have control of the ball. All right. Two feet on the ground or another eligible body part. Like, we've talked about forearms count and things like that. Knees. Okay, so that hasn't changed. That's basically the same. Control of the ball, two feet or the other body part, and must execute a football move. Oh, Jesus. There is a definition while Craig drinks. He is literally... Oh, God. Chug, 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 chug. Okay, he's all right. There's a definition of football move. Okay. A football move is a third step after you've se- secured both feet in down in bounds. Okay. A reach or extension of the ball towards the line of gain. Okay. Or the ability to complete a football move as described by the previous two steps. Craig is drinking. Craig is drinking. Well, he's all right. There's still at least half a beer there. He's not going to die. Now, what if... So you notice the whole go to the ground part is gone. That's the key change. The go to the ground part is gone. All right. But then what happens if you're about to catch the ball and you're going out of bounds? Is it not a catch? If you establish yourself with two feet. Two feet. But if you're falling out of bounds, you cannot make a football move. But you're, you're, I guess. You're not going towards the line of scrimmage either. You're going sideways. Right. That's a question. It's still very subjective. Still very oh subjective. God. So yeah, so let's let's take that as an example. Okay. So Craig is thrown a ball. He's the wide receiver, and he's thrown a ball as he's falling out of bounds. Yep. He grabs the ball and has complete control of the ball. Yep. He gets two feet, two feet in bounds. Before I fall out of bounds. And falls out of bounds. He did not make a football move. Nope. He did not take a third step. Nope. He did not extend towards the line of gain. Nope. And he did not have the ability to do either of those things because he was falling out of bounds. Correct. By the legal definition, is that a catch? By that, what you just read to me, that is no longer a catch. I think they're going to be a little oh, bit more understanding of that ability. Like, I think when they say the ability to make a football move. So means now, how does this affect fumbles? Well, it wouldn't be a fumble because it's incomplete. Because if you made if you've completed the catch and you've made a football move, then you can make a fumble. Like I catch the ball and I put two feet in bounds and I step forward. That's the third step. That's a completed catch. Anything that happens after that, that if I cause the ball to, to drop, is a fumble because I have to have control of the ball. Okay. I think the big thing is that if I'm being pushed out of bounds and I get both my feet in 
And as I hit the ground, the ball pops out out of bounds. I think they're going to rule that a catch now. I think that's the big thing is you have to control it all the way through the ground. Okay. Is the big change. It's still really subjective, though, isn't it? Uh, I think it is, <clears throat> especially because even if you read the, excuse me, if you read the wording of the catch rule from this past season, it's highly subjective, you know? Yeah. Highly. They really only took out the whole going to the ground thing. That's really all they took out. And then out. they just said, look at the rule from last year. So you're really not changing anything. Except taking out that ground, ground thing. Right. So now, I mean, don't forget the Jesse James catch. I think it was a, a touchdown yep. where his knee hit. And while he was um, going down the end zone, his knee hit. He had complete control of the ball. And then he hit the ground. The ball popped out. I can't remember the exact place. So if I've got that wrong, please apologize. I apologize. But um, that was that would now be a catch. Because he, he, he completed the catch. He had control. He uh, had the body part down in play yep. and had the ability to make a football move by leaning forward if he wanted to. But he was already in the end zone, so he didn't have to. Right. So now I think what you're going to see is people are going to coach wide receivers always lean forward with whatever you do. Extend the ball. for If you're falling out of bounds and you have complete control of the ball Bend and you're forward. worried. Yeah. Extend your arms. Extend your arms with the ball in front of you. Now you're extending towards the line again. You just made a football move. I guess. In theory. In I, theory, that would that would work. I don't know how plausible it is. But, but as Homer once said, in theory, <laughs> communism works. Comma, in, in theory. theory. So, yeah, I know that I, I don't I honestly don't think this really clarifies anything other than the whole you can't you can't be uh, have an incomplete pass because you hit the ground. That's really all it does for me. Is it right. takes that out of the conversation. It's still going to be, pardon my language, it's still going to be a shit show. It is. And hopefully that this year we're going to have <clears throat> full-time refs for the first time ever. Uh, hopefully that will add to uh, the consistency of calls. Yeah. Brent just tried his beer, by the yeah. way. How do you feel about that beer? It's giving me gas. Oh, dear. Um, well, it is carbonated. <laughs> yeah. I like the Voodoo Ranger better. Okay. This is okay. So once again, this is the Sam Adams New England IPA, hazy and juicy. I like the Voodoo better. It's got a little bit more of a stronger flavor up front. But this is, if I was going to introduce somebody to the New England style IPAs, this would be where I would start them. Oh really? Yeah, it's very okay. kind of very. Um, it's solid. Mellow. It's mellow, and it's probably where I would start folks in that because. Voodoo and Too Juicy and Double Ruffled all have very unique flavors. This is where I would say, if you is like that, this... Um, is that beer still banned from the podcast? If I can find it again, it won't be. <laughs> um, but as of right this moment, yes. Yes, it is. Uh, it, it's 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 very kind of basic New England-y. It's juicy, but it's very... I, I get a lot of hops at the end. Um, solid. Good. I don't, I don't dislike it. Good. All right, so moving forward. Sam Darno. Did I say that right? Sam Darn. I think it's Darnold. Is it Darnold? Like Arnold would it be? Again, this is why we need people in here for the draft. I don't know crap about these people. Uh, if a spot opens up, I'll invite you to the uh, college fancy I'm in. I would not do that. It's only te- It's by teams. I still would have no clue what I'm doing. Me either. I, I would either. look at the top 25 and just try to grab as many of those as I could. And UConn. You draft... You draft uh, Six teams, and you just use people from said teams. How many people in this league? It's like ten. So I, I would need like the list of like the top sixty to eighty college teams to be able to do this. 
Okay. I would do it. I would be bad at it, but I'd still do it. No. Yeah, right. All right. So Darn- Darnold had his uh, pro day. He did. Every team sent USC. at least one person. Yep, from USC. Every every team sent at least one person. The Cleveland Browns sent their entire scouting division, head coach and all. And the revelation that came out in an interview following his pro day was they asked him if he had met with any teams individually since the combine. And he said, yes, I've met with two different teams, the Cleveland Browns and the New York Giants. Conveniently enough, they have picks one and two. Right. Is is Darnold the presumptive number one pick? Future. And if Cleveland does pass on him, which seems unlikely. But possible. Do the Giants grab him at two? No, because I think the Giants need a running back a lot more than they need a quarterback. Ooh. I think Eli, if he wanted to and doesn't get hurt, Eli can play another two or three years like Drew Brees. If he wants to. Two more years of confused looking Eli when he throws up hey, the ball he directly beat the at the <laughs> Twice. Twice in the Super Bowl. Twice. <laughs> you know what? And, and I talked briefly during the last um podcast that we we're gonna we're gonna probably attend the um National Sports Collectors Convention. Because it's gonna be Atlantic City, there's a chance we'll get some giants there. It's usually a good chance we get it. If Eli's there, I want you to pay the extra fifteen dollars okay. to have him inscribe on his photo. Beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. All right. I would totally... I'll give you the $15 for that. <laughs> so, um, someday when we have a down podcast, I'll tell you the story of the time the last time we went to the uh, National Sports Collectors Convention and how I bought a pack of cards and accidentally made 60 bucks. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I pulled a very rare baseball card. I had to buy a pack of cards. The, the two-second version is a much better version of this. But the two-second version is I had to buy a pack of baseball cards to get some one of the freebies that was being given away, and I pulled a rare one out of ten Mike Trout out of it. Oh, Craig's opening his Sam Adams, so we'll get his point of view in a minute. Um, and I was walking around, and I just said to somebody, hey, is this worth anything? He's like, it's probably worth about 200 bucks in the open market, but I'll give you 60 for it right now so I can take on the risk. And I went, done. I spent $3 on a pack of cards, and I turned it into 60 Done. So, all right, so Darnold goes one to Cleveland. I have been a proponent, and I talked a little bit about on Twitter this, this week about it. Unless you're absolutely sold on Darnold, you, why not take Barkley at one as the best quarterback and then take whoever falls <coughs> to you back. at four? I'm sorry, running back. Take the best, run, the best quarterback that falls to you at four. There's a They're, lot of quarterbacks. Rosen, uh, Darnold, <laughs> Allen, Mayfield. One of those guys, if you take Barkley at one, has to fall to you. But it sounds like Cleveland is sold on the quarterback from USC, and they're going to do that. If they do that, what do the Giants do it to, Craig? Because I see different things everywhere. What are the Giants going to do in the draft? <clears throat> I think the Giants are going to go after Barkley. Now, also, a sidebar. Yeah. Barkley is the first running back since Kijana Carter from Penn oh, State. Oh, God, here we go. From Penn State to be this yeah, sought we're... after. Is he? From Penn, a running back from Penn State. What about the A-train? Didn't he come after Carter? Did he? Anthony Thomas? Yeah, but was he in the top five? Where's our research division? Damn it. We'll find we out. We don't have one. That's we don't problem. have one. We need to make one. But anyway, I'll just say this. We should... Um, do you remember what, you remember what happened to Kijana Carter? Um, his knee exploded on the field in a 
in a pre the first play of a preseason game. Yeah. He tore his knee. Yeah. So everyone should calm down about running backs because you never know how it's going to be. Well, but you know what? Let's let's look at recent history. Guys like Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Adrian Peterson. Mark Ingram. Kamara wasn't even drafted that high. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't because he was he was a under the radar. But they yeah, are- but look at um, uh, Fournette in Jacksonville. He has Fournette. very fragile ankles. But when he plays, he's amazing. I mean, that's the thing. Kajana Carter never really got on the field. He didn't have a chance. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I I have Let's heard see. people tell me Saquon Barkley is the best running back to enter the draft since Barry Sanders. I've seen comparisons, people comparing him to Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith is the comparisons I've seen. That just has two me. different comparisons. Yeah, well, they say he's a lot like Sanders, but I think Smith was a year or two after Sanders. Oh, God, here we go. Yeah. Well, I just meant in the running style. Oh, no, in the style, he's much more like Sanders. No question about that. All right, I'm looking it up now. When was Barry Sanders drafted? 19, Craig, talk to the eight, people. 1980-something. That's my guess. Keep talking. 1988. 87. I was going to keep counting backwards. I'm uh, trying to find it. I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> all right, yeah. His first, Barry Sanders' first year with the Lions was 1989. That's all right. That's close. So he was drafted in 88 or 89. Okay. Emmett right. Smith. When did Emmett Smith hit the league? That was before, oh, maybe before that. No, they were playing at the same time. Well, they were, but I think Emmett Smith were a Smith couple of years off. Him. And the answer is. Still loading. Still loading. Hi, Deb. <laughs> you want some distraction stuff? Here you go. Uh, oh, his first year was 90, the year after Barry. Okay. So when you say he's the best running back since Barry Sanders, you are technically dismissing Emmett Smith. I don't know. Unless it just has to do more with his running style. I think it does. He definitely seems Emmett to be Smith would, a creator. would run over you rather than around you and Barry Sanders would stand there and say come on tackle me pretty much come on and you would leap at him and he would be on the other side of you by 10 yards already yeah and looking back at you going don't worry about it man it happens and keep going retired too soon well too bad he was on the Lions you know (laughs) a couple of the really I mean if you think about it him and Jim Brown let's think about the NFL in the last 70 years they were the two guys who hung it up way too early for what as fans we wanted but they did what was right for them right true so true god bless them okay so we think that we don't know what the giants are going to do at two right but here's the big question at number three the jets are going to take a quarterback there's no reason you move up other than to get one of the quarterbacks if so what you're saying if for some reason the browns and the giants both take a quarterback you're saying the jets should skip barkley Yes, they are completely comfortable with taking whoever exists out of the Rosen, Darnold, um, Mayfield. Who's uh, the other guy I'm forgetting? Yeah. Oh, Josh Allen. Yep. They're completely fine with taking the leftovers at quarterback. They are. They are. Okay. That's my opinion. Now, whoever it. they draft, if they draft a quarterback, do you think they should just throw him in and let him start? No, because you got McCown still and you got Bridgewater. So just let them take over for yes. a year. Let him study for a year. That's my thought. <clears throat> no, it makes sense. Cleveland has no choice. Because I remember with uh, you know Sanchez that experiment. So and so right. many other draft experiments that Jets but have had. I say that, but that's wrong. Cleveland does have a choice because they have Tyrod Taylor. 
they can give whoever they draft a year. That's true, too. So <clears throat> That is true, too. And Taylor's going to impart a lot more wisdom than Deshaun Kaiser would have. So so that means the Browns, now the draft I saw, the Browns in the fourth pick would take a defensive back. That's the other thing. The two and the four pick seem to be the question marks. There is absolutely a quarterback going at one and three. There might be a quarterback going at two and four. We don't know. We don't know. All right, one more question before we wrap up. Sure. Did you hear about, uh, let me get the name right, Nope. John Breach's bachelor party? Oh, I did. He, you know what? He is the son of, of, Jim, of Breach, Jim Breach, who is the all-time leading scorer of the Cincinnati Bengals as a kicker. That's right. So John Breach is getting married. Ball. For those of you who have not heard this, John Breach is getting married, and he had his bachelor works, party. Yeah, he works for ABC, NBC, C- uh, CBS, CBS, and one of them. He is a writer for CBS on the NFL. Um, and he had his bachelor party in Tennessee and it just so happened that an individual was in the restaurant at the time they were having the bachelor party in a separate room. This individual supposedly reportedly, well, you know what? Like let's beer. take a step back. Let me try that again. <laughs> take two. An individual crashed the bachelor party in a leprechaun hat and accompanying beard. With sunglasses on, supposedly to Drunk. disguise his identity, most likely having a few drinks already in him, that was reported to be a member of the New England Patriots. Yes. Or a, 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 I should say a current member of the New England Patriots. Right. Because when somebody said to him, excuse me, aren't you Rob Gronkowski? <laughs> he was like, no, man, no, no. But I do play football. When they asked him who he played for, he said, well, I was a Patriot last year, but this year I'm probably going to be a part of the San Francisco 69ers. That's right. He sure is. That's not me making a mistake when I'm having a few drinks. No. He said the 69ers. He did. So now there's this report out and photos (laughs) to accompany it that Rob Gronkowski put on a disguise. And because he knows Jim and John Breach, crashed John Breach's <laughs> bachelor party, crashed in air quotes because nobody kicked him out. And he just showed up and they were like, hey, look, look, it's Gronk in a leprechaun wig. <laughs> just showed up and said, next year, I I think I'm playing for the San Francisco 69ers. That's right. Craig, tackle this because I, I can't. Um, Yeah, if you have followed Gronk's career at all off of the field, this should not surprise you at all. The dude has his own party cruise. Not even a little. It does. He was actually at um, one of the casinos in Connecticut having a giant party one oh, year. Oh, for New Year's. Yeah. For New Year's. Yeah. Yep. I think well, maybe it was New Year's. I think it was New Year's. It was a holiday. <sighs> but it was, I th- if I remember correctly, I think he's, he, he made an appearance and it was like named after him. But he didn't get like crazy because it was still in the season hmm. um, or in the playoffs kind of thing. But yes. Yes, he has yeah, a definite reputation as a partier. Because he is. Because he is. He's not allowed to do it during the season for four months. So after that, it's all it's all fair. More power to him. But yeah, can you imagine that? What happens if he does go to the <clears throat> 49ers? Will the 49ers suddenly become good? I You know, I don't think there's anything to that angle of it. I think he saw an opportunity to make a really bad, really kind of bro dude kind of joke. And Maybe. took it, you know, I, I think he thought he was being clever when he said that, but either way, I saw the pictures. Yeah, that's a big hat. 
He might as well have been wearing a badge across his check that said, I'm really Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) (laughs) It it was a big hat, but it didn't really, you know, cement him anyway. All right. Really quick, before we get to last thoughts, Craig, weigh in on the uh, Sam Adams uh, New England IPA. You are correct. It is very, very smooth. Like, it's very, you're right. If if someone was like, I want to try a new beer, I want to know what an IPA is all about. Like, this yes. is a good beer to start. If somebody said to me, hand me a New England IPA, this would be what I would hand them first. Yeah, it's very subtle. Yeah, it subtles the word. Subtles the word. All right, final thoughts. Uh, Craig is taking a sip of his beer. But final thoughts, Craig, uh, on episode 38, moving forward. We're only like six months from football, so go. We are. Um, we're definitely going to try to do more with the site. Uh, I know we want to try to get more into uh, beer reviews. And like Britt mentioned before, the... Um, oh. Brewery reviews. Oh, I do all the stuff with the site. That's just more work for Brit. <laughs> oh. No, no, I had a few beer reviews too. Start um, writing more so for we're the gonna damn have to do site, more of those. will you? We are. People want to hear from Craig. They don't want to hear from Brit. That's why I said we. That being damn said, it. there is a uh, post up there about um, the free agency period and some of my thoughts. Um, I think it's called uh, The Figs Never Sleep. Um, it, it, it just kind of goes back and talks a little bit about the stuff that just happened so rapidly in there. So uh, I guess my final thoughts, never trust Rob Gronkowski in a leprechaun outfit would be what my final thought would be. I am going to invite him to our, our friend. Sean is getting married this year. I am going to send Rob Gronkowski an invite to Sean's bachelor party and see if he just shows up. You should. It's right in the middle of the season. He won't. No, but I, I will email or mail the uh, Patriot facility with an invite. So we have to figure out where the hell we're going to take him. Yeah, he won't remember. That's a great point. <laughs> All right, then you know what we need to do? We need to take him to somebody's basement and come up with a convincing and consistent backstory so that yep. he know so that he has no idea he has where no he idea. Actually was. He can be on your couch the entire time. I'll never that, know. Yeah, except, but we have to be consistent on where right. he actually was so right. that he does he does buy and it. And he doesn't listen to this podcast, uh, so he'll he won't hear this. jerk. <laughs> Hi, Cinch. Hi, Deb. Thank Hi, you Deb. to our, Hi, our two most loyal listeners and a member of Fig Nation. Um, we are still working. Just so you guys know, we are working very hard on trying to get uh, guests on here. Um, my brother, Adam, is a great fi- uh, football fan of, of college. We'd love to get him on before the draft at the end of April. Uh, Cinch has been itching to come back in since I vacated my chair that one time. <laughs> um, so we're working on it, but we will we will definitely be looking. Season two is upon us. Almost. Um, Almost. We are going to talk about season two probably beginning around May, June-ish. Around probably June. Yeah, probably around June. So this is, this is still the wrap of season one. And, and a quick thank you to everybody who's been on board and a quick thank you to everybody who's support, supported us on Twitter. Um, there are just too many folks to name. We mentioned them on Twitter. Follow us at Fignuts DFS on Twitter. Follow us because we lost like 12 followers this week when some of our fake followers got their Twitter account banned. So we would love for more <laughs> folks to come and listen to us. And, and, and connecting with us allows you to connect with a lot of the fantasy football community. Uh, we really appreciate how much they've embraced us coming in um, and really made a big we difference. We do appreciate so. it. Yeah, we really do. We really do. It, it It's the fantasy football community is different than a lot of businesses in that they look at competition as a positive thing, not a bad thing. So we really appreciate all the folks out there 
who have really welcomed us and helped us along and have offered us opportunities to be contributors and to help out. It's just a fantastic community for the most part. There's a couple, there's a couple of grumpy people, but you can find that in every business. Exactly. You're going to find that in every business. So until then next week, we will be back. We will have more football talk, more hopefully of what's going on in the NFL as we get even closer to the draft. Until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. <laughs>